Hi, Tim Roy. We continue to mock the 2012 NBA draft. We're here on Warriors.com. Let's review so far with the number one pick, the New Orleans Hornets. No surprise. Took Anthony Davis, the fantastic forward from Kentucky, and possibly a franchise changer for the Hornets. The Charlotte Bobcats with our friend Rick Bennell making the selection. Thomas Robinson, the forward from Kansas, he is off the board. And so our first two picks are now in the books. That brings us to the Washington Wizards. And who better to uh, help us out than the uh, fine columnist from the Washington Post, Mike Weiss, who is also a talk show host, a very successful talk show host now in the nation's capital. And, uh, Mike, how are you? Good, Tim. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, it's good to have you uh, on on our mock draft. And and what is the uh, the state of the, the Wizards right now? Randy Whitman uh, re-upped as the uh, head coach but it just seemed they finally made that break uh, with the group that they had had there, and and maybe now they can start building around John Wall and, and Nene inside, and, and maybe start finally taking some strides back to the Eastern Conference playoffs. Yeah, I think since Ted Leonsis has owned the team um, the last two years, the mantra has been kind of what it was for his hockey team, the Capitals, which is we're going to be really bad before we're good, and and what, and what they've done is they've slashed and burned the roster. Um, they, you know, they, their only real outstanding crazy contract, other than Nene, is Richard Lewis, and they took that on only because it got rid of Gilbert Arenas' deal that pay, that actually lasted a year longer. And so, the big question is whether they're going to amnesty Andre Blotch. He's clearly fallen out of favor. They had a hard time uh, moving him at the deadline where they just can't get any value for him. And it's just a matter of whether Andre Blatch will be traded or amnestied. And Ted Leonsis could probably uh, sell his fan base a lot on the fact that he cares about the team if they, if they send Andre packing with his money. But he doesn't like to pay anyone just to sit. So that's going to be interesting how that situation plays out. The bottom line is John Wall is a building block. Nene, who they traded JaVale McGee for, is a building block. You've got your center and your point guard for maybe the next few years. Now you have to put some nice pieces around that, and and not all of them are coming off your bench right now. It was funny. When we were in Washington, I was surprised about how the fans had turned on, on Blatch. Every time he got into the game against the Warriors, he was booed. I mean, he, every time he touched the ball, he was booed. Yeah, it reminded me, Tim, of when I covered the Knicks in New York for the New York Times, when, when at the end of Charles Smith's career, he would get in the game and he wouldn't even do anything, and the, and the booing would start. I was thinking, boy, this guy's going to have a rough go. Um, and, and it all went back to those, those layups he missed in that playoff game. They just thought Charles Smith was just too soft a player to be on New York. And, and I feel like Andre Blatch has become, he's become public enemy number one on the Wizards. And, and all the frustrations of the losing and the post-Gilbert Arenas uh, mess they've been in, they, they, they kind of blamed it on him. And, you know, somewhat it's justified and another way, the guy's a ball player. You know, he didn't he didn't ask to have the contract or play the minutes he's playing. <laughs> Mike, where do the, where do the Wizards fit in in the, the hearts of the fans? There, obviously, it's it's always been a, a a Redskins town. I mean, it's always been huge on the Redskins, and but now the Nationals have some things that make them a very exciting team to watch. Uh, where where do the Wizards fit in? 
I think the Wizards, it's funny, nobody really realizes because the skins are such um, front and center above everything, um, when they're, especially when they're going well, but even when they're going badly, people would, people would rather talk about how messed up the Redskins are than how well the National Capitals or the Wizards are doing. But Washington at heart, Tim, is a basketball town. It, it, it boasts Elgin Baylor on the playgrounds back in the day, John Thompson's Archbishop Carroll teams, and, of course, Morgan Wooten and DeMath and, and Adrian Dantley. And, and so it, it, at the core of D.C., there's a real basketball citizenry here that wants to just get behind its team. You even saw it when Gilbert Arenas was going well and that team was leading the Eastern Conference about five years ago um, before before they got hurt and then guns in the locker room happened. So... I think right now in D.C.'s conscience, because Bryce Harper and Strasburg have become sort of uh, little cause celebrities in D.C., they're probably third, and when the Caps were in the playoffs, they're probably a distant fourth. So, you know, it's been hard-pressed to get back into Washington's good graces and the fan base. Fan base has been a front-runner fan base forever, but you get the feeling that they just want something to cheer for for the Wizards. Okay, Mike, one question before I have you make the selection, and that is what was the reaction from you and from from the people who call your show uh, watching JaVale McGee play Andrew Bynum in the first round? I don't think there was uh, a genuine feeling of, oh, my gosh, we lost JaVale, because for every unbelievable athletic move and tip-in and block he would make, there was the occasional, why did he even try to throw up a jump hook there? And, you know, so I don't know if there was as much hand-wringing and why do we let this guy go as you think there would be. Um, the bottom line is JaVale McGee, Nick Young, um, and Andre Blotch were, were kind of tethered to the arenas era in a bad way. Like they were almost thought of as the young knuckleheads and they were never going to grow up. And while I think JaVale's a, pre- JaVale's a pretty good guy and not malicious or mean or anything, he just, there was, there was a sense of him where he was 22 or 23 still going on 12. And right. if that wasn't going to change, they needed to, you know, from a culture standpoint, you've been around immature locker rooms and mature locker rooms in your years with the Kings and the Warriors. I think at some point you just had to make a move. And, and, and to try to change the culture. And with shipping JaVale McGee and Nick Young out, they finally did. They weren't able to do it with Andre Blotch. Well, him running back on defense when they still had the ball, is still it's going to be one of my all-time favorite moments <laughs> ever. That was just awesome. Oh, so. you, who, forget, who can for, forget about the one where Nick Young literally threw the layup over the backboard? Oh, yeah. was, I mean, <laughs> exactly. you couldn't make up some of the things that happened. I, I couldn't imagine being at the team banquet after the season and watching the video. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. So now you're the general manager, and uh, Anthony Davis and Thomas Robinson have been selected one and two in the 2012 NBA draft, and the Washington Wizards with the third pick. They select? Well, because of the, this is the mock draft, I'm going to be the mocker in Grunfeld. The Washington Wizards would like to announce the third pick <laughs> of the NBA draft will be Michael Kidd Kilchrist out of the University of Kentucky. There you go. Now, why do you think they like Gilchrist, say, over maybe Harrison Barnes or, or Drummond? 
for me, Tim, um, and I, I wouldn't even be surprised if, if they took Bradley Beal from uh, Florida before the other two guys you talked about. Um, and I think that's going to be the decision. I think down deep, they realize that the guys who win in this league are the guys who can get calls and get to the line and create their own shots. And Michael Kidd-Gilchrist seems like he's one of those players. Maybe he doesn't get that respect from the officials in the first year or two, but by his third year, he becomes part of a, a nucleus of players that actually feel like they can they can get something done and, and move this forward to a couple playoff rounds rather than a lottery. All right, Mike Wise, columnist and the talk show host, and Savant, uh, thank you for helping us uh, mock the 2012 <laughs> NBA draft. Thanks, Tim. Good catching up with you. All right, man. That's Mike Wise of the Washington Post and also a talk show host in the district helping us mock the 2012 NBA draft. He has taken Michael Kidd-Gilchrist of Kentucky to play for the Washington Wizards with our third pick. It's on to pick number four, and next up, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm Tim Roy for Warriors.com.